Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The Christian Andriacchio case was prematurely closed by authorities, but many questions remain. Come behind the curtain and follow private investigator Sheila Wysocki as she uncovers the truth about what happened to Christian. This is without warning. Warning, the following episode contains elements that are graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. On the last episode of What About Whitley?, You heard about Whitley as a child, middle school, and high schooler. You heard about her hate-slash-kill list, along with the way she treated other girls that were prettier and smarter than her. Why does that matter? It matters because Whitley was with Christian in the apartment when the gun went off by her own admission. What also matters is what led up to that moment that brought Christian into that apartment at that time on that day. On this episode, I am taking you through the investigation through the eyes of the investigators that were in Key West. Listen carefully, very carefully to some of the things that are said. Yes, some of the information you're already aware of, but like every investigation, The puzzle pieces need to fit together, so listen for those puzzle pieces. There are questions I'm going to leave you with. For instance, are the authorities now involved in Florida, not because of Christian, but because of one key player? Another question to ask, if that is the case, does that take out the state of Mississippi and all the things that the Andriacchios have had to go through. And they'll finally get justice because of another state. Listen for the clues. I will guide you through some of it, but pay attention. And as you're listening on this episode, you're going to say it is frustrating because you're not understanding some things. But later, you're going to go back and go, I get it. Whitley has been described as a narcissist who thrives on attention. She feels she can outsmart others and rules do not apply to her because she can find a way to get around them. This is typically by manipulation. Whitley does not like it if someone is getting more attention than her. There is a price to pay if Whitley isn't getting all the attention and for her not to be allowed to be the alpha female. Whitley turned 21 years old and she moved to Key West where she found work at a bar. She was living with Jordan Edwards, who also lives in Key West. 
Jordan grew up with Whitley. They are on-again, off-again friends, depending on what Whitley thinks and feels about Jordan. Key West is the southernmost city in the continental United States. Many of you listening have gone on cruises that stopped in Key West. In Key West, Whitley has made a name for herself among different places she has lived and worked. The three investigators were Michael Kenny, Jay Marin, and Claudia Barros. You heard Jay and Mike Unculpable talking to Whitley. This is a little more detail on what happened from their point of view. You will also hear from Claudia, another private investigator that works for Jay. The benefit of Claudia is she is around the same age as Whitley. Jay and Mike had limited information, but were able to find Whitley and talk to her in Key West and give her the chance to speak up and tell her side of the story. What made me laugh about their interaction with Whitley was how she tried to manipulate. So she talks to Jay and Claudia. She goes back into her car and puts makeup on because looks are important to her goes back out to talk to Jay and Claudia. Mike goes out to talk to her. None of them were impressed. She's not that special in manipulation. They already had her number. And from what I heard from the interviews of the people in Key West, sounds like a lot of people have her number. Jay and Mike talked to different people, all having stories that ended poorly when Whitley was involved. To give you a little background on Michael Kenny, he is a private investigator that works celebrity stalking cases. He does a lot of finding people that don't want to be found. Michael and I have worked several cases together, and he is my go-to person when I need to find somebody that I can't find. My name is Michael Kenny. I've been a private investigator for over 20 years. I specialize in surveillance operations, celebrity stalker cases, and I can literally find anyone if you put them in front of me. This is Michael Kenny talking about his observations of Key West and Whitley. Whitley fled the area. I use that word accurately. She fled the area and went to Key West where she is contracting her own love around the world. And she's met a lot of people down there and she will come back and visit. She did get her dog. That was key to us some of our work because not everybody will take it with a dog, take you in their place with a dog. But when we first went down there, the first place that we found an address for her was above a strip club where she resided with three Brazilian guys. And our understanding is she got mad at him and stole their passport so they couldn't leave. I don't know how that ever turned out. But we could probably write down 10 addresses she's been at since she's been there. And she burns bridges. And so, or, you know, a common thing with Whitley is she moves in with a couple or whatever and She tries to interact with the male or the female, but it's a problem for the people that she's residing with that they want her out because she's disruptive. And so, and with her, these gals would get out. We'd spend a lot of time going through the stripper world because that's where some of the friends were. And part of the way we located Whitley in the beginning was we were reviewing all the stripper friends and we went to the strip clubs. There's three primary strip clubs, two are on Duval, one's not. And the one, Teasers. Jay and I went into Teasers with Claudia And a very aggressive Russian lady came up to me, and she rubs my back harder than a coach would have rubbed it, you know, after a touchdown. He goes, you buy me drink now. (laughs) That was unusual for me. 
But some of the strippers were able to fill in some of the gaps on where people were living. Oh, no, they aren't living there. I know they're living by Starbucks or I know they're by McDonald's or whatever. And that general vicinity gives us a perimeter to start searching. Jay Marin is an investigator in Florida, and I'm going to let him tell you his credentials. But he is another investigator who I've worked with and always comes through finding out the information. What is really amazing and what you need to pay attention to is Jay's credentials and who he's worked with in the state of Florida. My name is Jay Marin. I'm an investigator in the state of Florida. I come from prior law enforcement and I have experience in both uh, the state and federal level. I'm a regional director for the National Association of Legal Investigators. I'm also a certified criminal defense investigator and a certified forensic interviewer. Mike, myself, and Claudia went down to Key West. Claudia Barrios is another investigator here in the state of Florida that works for my company and started checking out the different areas and locations for Whitley. We also, while checking for Whitley, we actually opened up a Pandora's box because it kept leading us to different people. A few others that were also from Mississippi involved, and one also being Jordan, which also was working in that area as well. But apparently at the time we were there, well, Whitley and Jordan weren't on good terms. I'm not too sure exactly of how that was, but while searching for Whitley, it was kind of like a little egg hunt, and we were finally able to locate her and also locate her vehicle. She had a a Jeep. I don't know what happened to her Jeep. We were following her Jeep for a while. We found her at Fat Tuesdays working well before, and we also found it at another location. One time that we did find the car, we followed her for a little while, and we ended up in a plaza. It was a Publix plaza, but there was also a T-Mobile store, Verizon. I'm not too sure which one it was, and a tanning salon. So she walked into a tanning salon, and uh, myself and Claudia waited outside to talk to her. And as she came out, I said, hey, Whitley, how are you? And she looks at me and she's like, well, do I know you? And I said, well, I'm not sure. Do you know me? And she's like, I don't know, maybe. And I was like, no. I was like, so I kind of told her, you know, why we were there and who we were. And she tried to put up a big front as far as, oh, I'm not talking to nobody. I'm not talking to nobody. And she goes to her car. But what was interesting is shortly after being in her car for a few minutes, one of our other cars was parked next to her, which she didn't know anybody was inside, which Mike was actually inside. And Mike actually sees her start to put makeup on. She puts her makeup on and then she comes back out of the car and comes to talk to us. So I don't know if she thought she was going to be on TV or become a movie star or something, but it was kind of weird that she went and put makeup. So she comes back. She's like, well, what do you guys want to know? And I said, well, we just want to talk to you a little bit about, you know, what's going on and kind of hear your side of the story or whatnot. And she tried to act like if she was saddened about the whole situation, but I think my kids cry, pretend to cry better than she does. Hers was a horrible act. You could tell that it was all a joke. Not even a tear came out. She just basically, you know, said that it was all over and, you know, she doesn't, she has nothing to do with it. I remember one time she mentioned the exact words, it's legally over, so I don't know why anybody's dealing with it. And she you know, she just walked off to Publix, and she actually said to call her. One time I actually did text her to meet up with her. She gave me a location to meet up with her. 
myself and Claudia and Mike were in the area. We went to meet up, but she never showed up. I think she thinks it's a joke. You know, I think she feels untouchable and that it's a joke. And it's almost like if she has some type of connection in Meridian within the police department that it says, hey, don't worry, we're not going to let anything happen. You're good to go. You know, which just from the get go, having a person coming into the station and hiding the phone and failing to give up a phone for a long time and lying about it and then finally giving it up when you're told, hey, you're not going to leave until we get the phone and it's in her purse and she gives it up. You know, I just I don't I really don't understand what's going on over there. I come from law enforcement. The way this investigation was worked, it would have never been worked that way. There was no systematic type of uh, investigation or procedures done. You can barely wrap up a car accident in 45 minutes with no fatalities. How are you going to wrap up a homicide in 45 minutes? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Claudia is an investigator that is being mentored by Jay Marin and his company. He's showing her how to do investigations, and so she comes along on certain surveillances or cases. Claudia joined the Key West investigation because of her age. It is a benefit. She is the same age as everyone we're talking about. So my name is Claudia Barrios. I am a private investigator. I work for Jay Marin. So Jay brought me along on this case because the subjects are relatively close to my age. So I blend in well with them. I can talk to them easily. They feel more comfortable with me. And I can kind of just get information out of them. They're not so startled by older men. (laughs) I kind of calm down the situation. So we went to Key West. Mike, Jay, and I went to Key West the first time. First time, we were kind of feeling out the situation, getting to know the area, getting to know the people. We went looking for Whitley, but we kind of, before finding Whitley, we found different leads that led us to her. We were kind of just asking people in town for her, getting some information on her, what the town knew about her. We went to her place of work. People told us local bars she likes to hang out at. We went there. There was a few other places that we went to a couple strip clubs that they said, you know, people that are closer to her may work there, such as Jordan. So we went looking for Jordan. So the first time we just kind of went to feel out the situation and kind of get to know the town and familiarize ourselves with everybody there. That's when we actually saw Jordan for the first time. We were actually able to find out a lot of information on Whitley and on who she hangs out with, who she's living with who she's dating, and these are all from different sources that kind of told us about the same stories. So before actually reaching Whitley, we were able to find out a lot of information, have a good background and idea on what she is and what she's doing and who she's hanging around with. She was absolutely well-known. In her place of work, where she previously worked, a lot of people had a lot of things to say about her. 
she actually worked at a few different places so it's kind of like the same crowds there you know they kind of run with the same friend group they may not all be friends at the same time but they were friends previously or they have a friend of a friend so everybody kind of knows each other around there but they had a lot to say about her especially being kind of the new girl from out of town everybody was definitely familiar with her Jordan definitely let us know that a lot of people were scared of Whitley. She never made it seem as if she herself was scared of Whitley, but she made it very known, you know, she's so pretty and she always, you know, got the guys and everybody loved her. But she almost said, you know, Whitley knew this about herself. So she used it to her advantage and she would take advantage of people knowing that she was pretty and she can put on this act and get away with almost anything because of her appeal and her charm with people. Jordan definitely said that, you know, Whitley used her sexuality and sleeping around with men to get what she wanted and where she wanted. And by this time, we already knew that she was actually sleeping with the manager at Fat Tuesdays. And from the feedback we got with the women at Fat Tuesdays that worked there, they weren't very happy about it because they said that she could get away with a lot. You know, she can get the schedule that she wanted. She actually wasn't supposed to be working behind the bar. She was actually supposed to be a server. And they said, you know, at times they even did let her work behind the bar. And a lot of the girls did believe that was because she was dating the manager at Fat Tuesdays. So she definitely used it in different scenarios to her advantage. And Jordan made us very aware of that. The day that we went to the tanning booth and we saw Whitley, we actually waited outside for a little bit. And we just wanted to approach her in the most non-confrontational and comfortable way as possible in a way that she would not, you know, just run away or freak out or anything like that. So Jay and I were actually sitting right outside the tanning salon, you know, on a windowsill while she was inside. And Mike sat in a vehicle, you know, right next to her car, sitting in the car with Jacob, just so we can have a couple bases covered and we wanted myself to be out there just because, you know, Jay's a pretty big dude, so we didn't want him to startle anybody. Whereas if she saw me with him, I'm pretty much her age. I look pretty young. You know, I was dressed in casual clothing. We just wanted to make her feel comfortable. I'm very petite and small, so I'm almost, I'm pretty much about her height. We just wanted to make her feel comfortable and not startled or anything like that. So the day that she walked out of the tanning salon, you know, Jay kind of said, hey, Whitley. You know, we didn't stand up or anything. We just kind of sat there and she stopped and she's like, do I know you? And Jay said, you know, I, I don't know. Do you know me? And she's like, I don't know. I may or may not. And she kind of walked a little bit closer to us and we stood up and we walked towards her and we said, hey, you know, this is the reason we're in town. We just wanted to get your feedback on it. And once we told her the reason we were there and what we wanted to talk about, she kind of got a little bit more hesitant to speak and a little bit more defensive and she was questioning you know why why do you need to speak about this there's no reason to speak about this this is legally over there's nothing that needs to be said or done you know and we're like you know we just wanted to get your side of the story we don't think anybody's spoken to you about anything or gotten your opinion on anything and that's all we want we just want to hear your side and we want you to tell us you know what happened so she ended up getting super upset and she stomped off to her car. We didn't follow her. We let her, you know, just walk away. And we actually sat right back down where we had been waiting for her right outside the tanning salon. So she sits back in her car, but we realize that she's not leaving. She's just kind of sitting in her car. 
And Mike actually informs us, you know, I'm watching her right now. I'm in the vehicle right next to her, but she doesn't know that he's watching her and she's putting on makeup. So we're like, that's a little bit weird. You know, she's not even attempting to leave. If you were really scared or startled, she would have gone in her car and stormed off. It did not appear that way at all. So she puts on makeup, takes her about maybe five, six minutes, and she actually comes back out to where Jay and I are sitting and approaches us. And she's like, okay, so what do you want to know? So we were a little bit confused. Those were two completely different reactions, which we actually had heard from people that we had already spoken to that she is almost a little bit bipolar. You know, she'll react one way one second, and then the next she is acting a completely different way. So it was almost to the T how they explained her. So she comes back and she's like, well, what do you want to know? We're like, look, we just want to know your side of the story. You know, what happened that night? And she almost flipped a switch and started pretending to cry. And she made this like very like sad face and how she was so scared. She's like, it's over. It's over. We don't need to talk about it anymore. Like I I thought we had this was done and over with. I moved over here for this reason to get away from everything. I just want to start my new life. You know, she made that very evident that she was going to Key West to kind of run away from everything in Meridian. So we told her, you know, we just want to talk to you. We just want to know your side of the story. And she said, well, I have to work in a little bit and I actually have to go to Publix. So you can take my phone number down and we'll talk later. So she actually gave us her contact information. As she walked away to Publix, she actually said, well, don't pretend you don't already have my phone number. If you can find me here, you definitely have my phone number. So she walked away and we left. And a little later on that night, you know, Jay reached out to her and said, you know, do you want to meet up with us? Let's talk. Let's sit down whenever you're free after work, you know, whatever is more convenient for you. And Jay and I actually went to a local bar on Duval Street and we waited for her and she never showed up. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Whitley was definitely calculating her comments on what she was saying and what she what she wasn't saying about Christian and what she was and was not willing to speak about. She almost was asking us what she wanted to hear just to know what information we knew and what we wanted to ask her. So she just was almost using it to her advantage and trying to manipulate us in order to see what we wanted from her. Jay's children are definitely better criers than she is. It was... It was actually pretty funny because she pretended for to cry probably for less than 10 seconds. <laughs> it wasn't even like relatively long. Like she just, it was a switch. She turned it on and she knew exactly what she was doing. And, and I even looked at her and I said, don't cry. And she just stopped. She just absolutely stopped. She was like, okay, so what, what is it exactly that you guys want to know? And it was like a perfectly normal conversation. It was crazy. Yes. And I actually have a, a picture of her while we were speaking to her 
and her face just absolutely says it all. She was, she had her arms crossed. She looked very upset and irritated by what we were asking her, but it's almost as if you can see in her mind, there were so many things going on and she was like, just thinking like, okay, what am I going to say? What do they know? And what am I going to tell them? So while we were there, we went, we saw, we were trying to follow Whitley. We kind of saw she was kind of like being standoffish and thought she was untouchable. So we kept trying to find Jordan. We actually were able to find Jordan working at a local strip club. I believe it was Teasers in Duval Street in Key West. And she did talk to us for a little while. She actually said that they're not on good terms, but she knew we were around. And I said, what do you mean? She says, yeah, uh, she texts me saying that, you know, people were here talking and looking for her about, you know, the whole Christian case. And I said, okay, well, didn't she say you don't talk to her? He's like, I I haven't talked to her like in over a month, but she texts me out of this. And I was like, oh, it seems like she only texts you when she's in trouble. But mind you, the places they work are literally across the street and one block over from each other. So we went back again, also on a separate time to the Keys, trying to find Whitley and get a hold of her. Apparently she was out of town as well. She's dating some guy with like four kids, uh, which is actually the manager of Fat Tuesdays, but supposedly living somewhere else with some other people. We did try to interview a few people. Some people told us good stuff as far as, you know, how she was and how she kept getting different people coming over every night. The other landlord that was there, I guess, was his girlfriend. She didn't have too many nice things to say either as far as the experience with her. They did say that one time she just sat in the middle of the street, started moving back and forth, like if a car was going to hit her or something, saying it wasn't there. Said she's big into drinking and pills, and she actually said that every morning she would have a drink to start her day, is what one of the landlords would say. But it was it was interesting going down there, trying to talk to her, trying to talk to the other people around. One of the other guys from Meridian, not too sure what his name was, uh, I believe it was Kyle. He kind of started to talk to Mike a little bit, and then he just, like, hit the brakes and backed off, uh, which was also found a little weird. So it's almost like everybody's hiding something up there in Mississippi, in Meridian specifically. Key West was, you know, weird adventure. We did get a lot of good information. We did see a lot of stuff. We did see a lot of people's interactions and their reactions. We're able to read people as far as how they speak. And I can tell you 100% that, pardon my language, but Whitley's full of shit. Honestly, it is what it is. She knows exactly what happened. She knows exactly her involvement, but she tries to play victim. But I'm not one to be easily influenced or manipulated. I can read bullshit when I see it. I've dealt with it for years, and I definitely call bullshit on her. The hours we worked were crazy. I think we slept four hours each day that we were there, but... We were just, you know, we hit the ground running hard. We were burning every lead, and there's a lot of multitasking that goes on with this. So Mike and I were obviously doing different things, driving, researching. Claudia was in the back on the laptop. So we were, you know, going from place to place, lead to lead. The other thing that actually, I guess you could say interesting, she's very transient. She would move from people to people. She actually lived with a couple, I think a few people from out of the country and she stole their passport because she got mad at them. The story from the Brazilians were they opened up their home to Whitley, who had no place to stay. 
When things went south, Whitley was asked to leave, and they alleged that she stole their passports. This story was told over and over to the investigators. It was a very famous Whitley story in Key West. So she hopped from there. Then she lived with Jordan for a little bit, and Jordan kind of said, hey, you got to get out and do something with yourself because you can't keep sleeping here on the couch. And that's when Jordan was with Kyle living in another house. You know, she clinged on to this guy in the Keys and another girl from, well, the other the other two females from Fat Tuesdays, she lived with them as well. One of them was the one she had a boyfriend and they were landlords for her and that always saw different people coming in the house. And then the other one was a new person that she was basically staying with them, but she was always sleeping at her boyfriend's house that was in the same neighborhood, but he's the manager of... Fat Tuesdays, and apparently there was something going on that they were trying to keep things quiet because corporate doesn't allow, you know, for managers and employees to be dating. So who knows exactly what was going on with that. So she was always, you know, bouncing around, moving around. So we were finally able to track her. Another funny thing was, it's just, you know, it goes back to your experience and your contacts and connections. I was just standing at a street corner and while standing at a street corner, somebody in a police car, you know, yells my name. And I turn around and then, you know, we pull over to talk. He's like, hey, what are you doing? And out of all places, you know, to be on a street corner in Key West, that one of my prior law enforcement friends from a federal task force was there, which also gave us information that was able to help us as well. This is where you need to pay attention. Jay and this police officer were on a federal task force together, former colleagues, They were able to share information about Whitley, and we got a wealth of information because Whitley was known. Connected us to another link, which actually the other link kind of told us about all the drugs and uh, alcohol and everything going around. A lot of people already knew about Whitley in that town and didn't like her. That was coming from, you know, our contacts that we've also had down there. So it was just interesting, but if it wasn't for that and our experience and, you know, just the training and... That one moment may have changed the course of Christian's case. The investigators have been down to Key West on numerous occasions. Whitley has been consistent in her pattern of moving. She has also been consistent of Bernie Bridges. Whitley's favorite conversation to talk about is Christian's case. Where did she have the conversation? Outside. Where did she live? Next to a police officer. And that is where I'm going to stop. The next episode will be in about two weeks. Christian's family gives their full permission for any and all details to be shared and hope that the truth will come out. If you know anything at all, Call 1-888-599-0008 or email tips at SheilaWysocki.com. If you or someone you know is dealing with suicidal ideation or is actively thinking about taking their life, please call the National Suicide Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, join Patreon today. Without warning, executive director, executive producer, and host, Sheila Wysocki, and announcer, Tim Evans.